We are quickly approaching the end of the 2010s, but what were the best films from the last decade? I'm Darren. And I'm Mike. And this is Popscorn. Welcome to Popscorn, the Fans Entertainment Movie Review Podcast and back to normality with the order of these things uh, as Darren is going to tell us his favourite movies from the last 10 years. Uh, if you're wondering, that's a mildly weird podcast to put out in November. Um, we're doing some filler weeks um, as I'm not going to be in the country for the next uh, two weeks. So to bite us over before we get the big glut of reviews at the end of the year, uh, we've both put one of these out. Um, now, depending on the order in which Michael releases them, you've either already had mics for a week or you're waiting on it. Um, you look at it, or you might just skip straight to mine because, you know, you just value my opinion more. That's fine. Bit of behind um, the scenes one. That's the one we just recorded. Yes. Uh, you you were surprised, I think, by my choices. I um, yeah, but you're going to be more surprised by one of mine. Okay, well, interesting. Two of mine, at least. I'm looking forward to um, this. So, yeah, this was um, a list made. I whittled my top ten down from a list of 26. Now, what I've had to do... Um, now, you went for the ones you considered to be the best. Yes. These are just my favourites. I'm okay. not going to lie to you. Fair enough. And I've done something that I usually do with these lists. Um, I've amalgamated some series into just one entry. Mm. Whereas, I know at the end, I will give you my actual list of favourite movies from the 2010s, um, the unamalgamated version. I do this with my top 10 movies overall anyway, because most of them would just be Star Wars movies. So I, we, we condense them into one block um, and pick the best one from that series. Cool. Cool. Right. So you're also doing like a one per list like I did with mine? Uh, yes. Now, you only had one MCU movie. I had one MCU movie, one for... Um, this It might not be out. Let's not talk about it. Good point. Uh, I have more than that, um, but that's <laughs> fine. Um, but we're going to start off with number 10. Okay. This is from 2010. Ooh. And this is where, if you thought you were coming here for like real in-depth critic talk, that's about to go flying out the window. I will point out this movie beat out the following movies. Gardens of the Galaxy, um, both Rise and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, I forgot about the Apes yeah. movies. Dread, Incredible 2, Coco, Thor Ragnarok, Logan, Deadpool, Creed... Jurassic World, Toy Story wow. 3. Yeah. Jurassic World didn't make your top 10. Uh, it didn't, because I've sat on that movie a bit more, and I just realised most of it is just a big nostalgia bomb for me. Yep. And I've gone for a bit of variety in this list of well. I, I kind of took it as like, almost like a Desert Island disc of like, right, if you want variety in your top 10 favourite movies, and you've got to watch them, you know, these are the only 10 movies you're going to have access to, which ones would you pick to represent the best of the 2010s? Yeah. <laughs> so on that note... Oh, God. From 2010, yep. we find Jackass 3D. <laughs> now, okay, I wasn't expecting hear that. Hear me out. Right. We talked about one of your movies being the one you've watched the most from the 2010s. That yeah. will come up again on my list as well. Okay. Jackass 3D, and basically all Jackass movies, are almost like infinitely rewatchable. Because there isn't... This is probably one of the best comedies from the 2010s. Because I mean, there's I, nothing... I can't say it's not memorable. There's nothing not funny about people being smacked in the face <laughs> in a variety of ways. And this is the one where they had the phantom cameras. So it's super slow motion people being whacked in the face. Yeah. If this movie is on, 
no matter what point it is. And because it's so like, <laughs> like short, choppy bits, you can just jump in at any point. I'm watching this thing till the end, and I will have a great time with it. It's just not got my favourite jackass moments in it. Like, it doesn't have Party Boy. I love Party no, Boy. No, admittedly, it's it's. I prefer both jackass... No, no, I think Jackass 2 is probably the best one. Mm. I made first to Jackass 1, but it was released in 2010, so it did snuck, sneak <laughs> under the wire. And that's why... I, I There is nothing not funny about this movie. If you don't like one sketch, if it's a, like the ones with the poop I can usually do without, and yeah. this is the one where it's the arse volcano, yeah. where they've um, painted Dave England's ass into like a scenic, like 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 a model railway, yeah. and then his ass just explodes with shite. <laughs> Could have done without that one, but this is the one that opens up. I think this is the one with the hand as the opening bit. Oh, the high five! High five! <laughs> 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 Oh, that is a good one. I, must oh, admit I love that it so good. much. Um, yeah, the just I love it so much. There's no need for me to articulate this, really. I just I adore the Jackass movies. The best TV to film adaptation ever. I mean, I'm struggling to argue with you, but I feel like I should be. It's better than the Jackass TV show because they just had a higher budget. It can do better Jackass things. Yeah, yeah. I th- I agree with you. I think I do think that it is. A better version of itself, mm-hmm. in that the TV show is too staunch. Like they have to cram in stuff into twenty five minutes. Yeah, and it's it's super. No, don't worry. I still love Jackass as a TV show, but there's no denying that everything that he put in, like making it to film, made everything better. Yeah, I just, mm, three just doesn't. Three was very much the shit one. Not as in it's bad. The one that just had a lot of shit jokes in it. Whereas the first, the first one especially had like the had Party Boy, the yeah. disco in the back of the van, yeah. the the the, fuck, the downhill shopping car. Yeah, it's genius. The f- ending with um, oh, what's his name? Oh, rip, rip something. Rip torn. Rip torn. No, it's not rip torn. I know who you mean. The guy, that that, that guy. That's a very Taylor. Rip Taylor. Very iconic movie. I just don't know whether three lives up to it. But you obviously think it does. I adore this movie. I could watch it ad nauseum, no problem, (laughs) and still find it just as funny. Is that the one where they also had the fart in the hazmat suit thing? Oh, the is it? No, I think it's in the scuba suit. Sorry, it it was either that one or it's the one where they get. they put um, the big lad, who I can never remember his name, and they put him on the on the exercise bike whilst yeah. he's got the sweatsuit on him that drags all the sweat into uh, his ass crack. Yeah. And then they, they put that into a cocktail and feed it to Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I love it so, so much. Um, so that's at number 10. Um, <laughs> and the only way is up. Now, one I'm surprised wasn't on your list, mm. also from 2010... A movie famous that me and you were the only people in the screen when we watched it. Yeah. Four Lions. I'm shocked it didn't make it on there as well. Yeah. And I really fucking love Four Lions. I adore Four Lions. Interesting thing. Me and you were the only people who saw it, and yet it was still hysterical. Well, this is what happened. In an yeah, empty exactly, fucking yeah. cinema. That happened. But it was a weird one of like, we thought it was just going to go under the radar and no one would ever talk about it again. But... It had it had a one week or one it had a weekend release, yep. which is the rarest of fucking rare when you work in a cinema to get just a two day release. It went away for a week. It picked up a lot of momentum everywhere else in the country, and then they bought it back for a three week run. Yep. So it's the only movie I know that came back from death, other than Mamma Mia, um, <laughs> which also did the same thing, but for very different reasons. Um, <laughs> and it seems to go on to be like cult hit meme machine. Everyone yeah. knows Rubber Dingy Rapids, bro. Probably. 
probably one of the most beloved British movies now. I'd have said. Yeah. For 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 having for having a for making fun of something that at the time yeah was quite sinister. Well, I mean, it's still one of the hardest sells in comedy. It's the terrorism comedy. Yeah. Don't you want to go and see the fund- <laughs> fundamentalist comedy? <laughs> but it's just so so good. Everyone in it knocks it out of the park. Yep. Riz Ahmed has now gone on to do a lot of other things. Yeah. Nowhere near as good as this. No. What's, um, it, what's he been in? Venom, Rogue Venom, One. Rogue One. Um, others. Other, other movies yeah. are available and many more. Caden Novak, who oh. already was near and dear to my heart as the phone jacker, yep. took this and fucking ran with it. Oh. Yes, he's been in some crap, but yeah. what, but, we, do, what we, we did in the shadows was a genius this year. Fucking incredible. I, oh, God, I love this. And yeah, it's... Because it, it's so precious to me. Like it was just me and you in the cinema, and we thought, "Well, that'll just be our little in jokes." Mm. And now it's everyone's in jokes. Yeah, everyone. I've never met. There's the people who like object to this movie on a fundamental basis, and I get that. Yeah. But it's basically just the 2010s version of um, oh, what's it called of the dictator. Yeah. Of you know, it's what Charlie Chaplin was doing to take the piss out of Hitler. It's just taking the piss out of um, terrorists. And it, there's there's points like that's the thing the. the the real selling point is they don't cheap out on the ending. No. It's kind of... It's a really, like... This one of the few movies that kind of does this to you, where you're reminded right at the end of, like, oh, we were watching terrorists trying to blow up mm. you and me, and, you know, they go in and bomb boots. And, like, it does that ending scene of, like, oh, fuck. Right. Uh, spe- is it a Specsavers or a Boots that it... I feel like it? it's a Boots. Uh, I can't remember. Um, either way, all of the characters die. Yeah. It had the balls to kill off all the characters. So did Rogue One. That's just Riz Ahmed movies. Oh, fuck me. dies. Um, he, did, he died in Venom. Yeah. Uh. Oh, yeah. Kid doesn't get to see the sequel. No. Um, <laughs> I I love it so much. I, go, I know it's problematic, and I get why some people just kind of object to it, but my God, is it funny. And and, and really, yeah, it, it never loses sight of what it is, but it's not afraid to make everyone seem stupid. As I kind of want to edit can. my list and put it in there. Mm-hmm. It's fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. And, oh my God, the quotability of this film. Unstoppably quotable. Oh, it's quotable. so high. We can't say some of them because we'd be racially insensitive, but they're there. Um, <laughs> the, Wadjus Pilfins just told me to piss off. <laughs> I say we bomb boots because they sell condoms that make you want to shag white girls. Bomb the internet. <laughs> yeah. Land ours first on a laptop. <laughs> Squat jogs. Squat jogs. Benedict Cumberbatch is in that movie. Yeah, in the, the coaches. Fun fairs, man. Fun fairs, I order you. <laughs> You're an arse man. What? <laughs> Fucking boy, George. You're calling me a bat. You're giving me batty chirps. You're calling me a whammer. Fuck off. Fucking boy, George. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I've one iPhone. <laughs> Oh man, that I kind of want to go back and put that on my list there, Darren. Oh, big in it, <laughs> small gun, proper replica. Big ass. <laughs> oh, I adore it so much. Right, onwards and upwards to number eight. Um, it's 2014. Is it? It has one of the most disappointing sequels ever. It's Kingsman: The Secret Service. Brilliant film. Fantastic movie. No, this the is the best probably... Bond film that year. Easily, probably the best Bond film this decade. Oh, I did like Skyfall. easily. God, I forgot about Skyfall. Oh, man. Wait, was Casino Royale this decade? Surely not. Was that 2009? Uh, I'll uh. look it up later, but oh, I forgot about Bond. Movies. I'll do it while you're talking Thank about you. Kingsman. Um, still, I prefer this one to, to, to Skyfall and Casino Royale because it's so refreshingly funny. 
It's so good, this movie, and I'm so disappointed that the sequel was shite. I know, right? But, um, yeah, you talked about um, Matthew Vaughan and Angel himself with, with Kick-Ass, and this kind of solidified him as, like, one to watch. Like, he's now in... It's a very rare class of people where you follow a director to movies. There's so many movies in the MCU that are just named by, like, kind of nameless people that you don't really yeah. pay attention to. Less of a thing now, now that we've got, like, Ryan Coogler and Taika Waititi yeah, running it's around. Becoming, it's becoming... And the Russos. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, so many movies that I could not tell you the directors. I know Matthew Vaughn movies. Yeah. They have an identity to them, and it's pretty much thanks to this one. Yeah. That, that it's kind of... You know, Kick-Ass could have been a one-off. This was the one that said, no, he's, he's one to watch. Kick-Ass, first class, yeah. this... Considering how much I wasn't looking forward to this, this is a very nice recipient, and the next movie is actually, of The Curse of Guttridge, mm. of me thinking a movie is going to be shite, and they're going, oh, what's that going to be? Who could possibly give a shit about Avatar? And then Avatar happens and it makes all the money. Yep. Um, this was another one where I was like, oh, the fucking Chavy Bond movie? No, but you're fine. But thanks to Taron Egerton, thanks to Colin Firth, I always get mixed up. I, I thought you were going to Farrell. say Colin Tomorrow then. No, no, not Colin Tomorrow. Um... <laughs> It's just fantastic. It's so funny. And the action, really think it, it could just be a funny movie and an easy parody of Bond, just like it could be Austin Powers, but for the 20 cents. Yep. But it wasn't. It's got fantastic action set pieces in there as well. Yep. It's everything you kind of want Bond to be. They went very different with the Daniel Craig reboot of they went gritty and serious. Good news. Uh, Casino Royale came out in 2006. Oh, wow. Yeah. Skyfall? Uh, 2012. Okay. Let me double check. I think it's, it's either 2012 or 2015. Yeah. 2012 for Skyfall. It's like they had a choice. They had to either lean back into the serious spy roots of Bond or make it funnier and kind of lean into the kind of wackiness of the of the Roger Moore ones and mm. to a lesser extent the, the, uh, the Brosnan ones. This is what it could have been if it had gone down that route. I'm thankful that it didn't. I'm I'm happy we've got both ends of the extreme, but yep. I much prefer the Kingsman end of that thing. And again, oh, we we've still got um, the Kingsman to come this year, right? Is, is that, that January? Not January? It might be January. Yeah, but still, that's looking like a return to formula. Yeah, Boom. that's looking pretty good. Is that the only film on your list that ends with anal sex? I hope so. Yeah, let's hope so. Um, yep. Depends on your screening, I suppose. But, yep. You know. <laughs> gonna go. That's the only one that blows up Barack Obama's head. So that's oh yeah, that also happened. Yeah, um, right. Coming up at number seven is mm. a film that uh, you talked about on your list. Yeah, uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Interesting. Uh, from two thousand and ten. Um, yeah, from one kind of maverick director to another. It's Edgar Wright this time. Um, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Sorry. This is probably the movie. Like you said, this is probably the movie I've watched the most since it came out. It obviously two thousand and ten, so yeah. it's had a longer runtime than some of the others on this, but. It's just so easy to pick up and play. That's the film you were talking about, Jackass uh, 3D. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim's on. I'm sitting down and watching Scott Pilgrim. Yes. It's got the Forrest Gump effect. No matter where it is in the film, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm into this now. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. You're like, oh, this bit's so good. But yeah. you're talking about the entire film. Yeah. And I kind of have to echo a lot of things you said. Of just like, of like, yeah, this is the movie I'd want to make. It's like, it feels like a real touch point for, for our generation of film goers. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying that like, this is our empire or anything twatty like that, but... I very few people our age I know don't like this movie. And yeah. if I hear they haven't watched it, I'm like, it's Guess what we're doing. Yeah. That, that is exactly the response that. to that. Exactly that. It's the one you want to show to people the most because it's uh, the MCU is one thing and Star Wars and thing, but there's so many things you have to watch. This it's a tight hour and hour and a half, two hours maybe. I think it's just shy of two. I don't know. But it's so funny, it's so quirky, it's got so many moving parts that all work. It's got a unique visual style all of its own. 
Oh, it's it doesn't like there's no need for me to over explain it. Another film that we surprisingly got a fantastic game off the back of. I never played the Scott Pilgrim game. Oh, it's great, and you can't play it now. Oh, is it gone? It's gone. Oh, that's annoying. Completely gone. If you haven't bought it, you can't buy it. Good thing it's on my PS3. Well done, Maggle. Um, Cool. But as we said, you're going to talk about this in your list, so go and listen to that, um, where you give it a bit more spiel than I do. But yeah, that is at number seven. Um, Just outside the top five. Yes. You probably knew this was going to be on there somewhere, because... I love my ex boys and have to put them on there. There's going to be in it. Days of Future Past. Of course, it's Days of Future Past. It wasn't going to be Apocalypse, was it? No. Um, I thought maybe First Class was going to trouble you, Liz. I do like First Class, um, another Matthew Vaughan movie. But this Um, might be the happiest I've seen you coming out of a film. It is. I was so happy they pulled You were dancing in a car park. I I couldn't believe just how how good this was. This is the best X Men movie. Fair enough. I'm going to give it that. I love X2. I really do. Oh, do I prefer X2? Hmm. This is one of the best X-Men movies. It's either <laughs> one or two in the X-Men movies. And yeah, it's just... Relief was a big component. So much could have gone wrong with this movie. It's based on a very beloved book and then you start to get a bit of Watchmen syndrome. It's like, well, you're messing with it. Um, so many, like, time travel. I have a big problem with most time travel movies. And I think if I really sat down and thought about this one, it would be problematic as well. But it's that perfect few... It was the movie we all wanted before, like, the... I mean, it, does it predate the Avengers? No, it does not. Um, no, that came out in yeah. 2015. Yeah, but it's what we wanted. It's the new cast of X-Men meeting the old cast of X-Men. I mean, they don't really. It's only really the McAvoy and... Um, and um, Wolverine. Uh, well, no, I mean, like, it's only McAvoy and um, Patrick Stewart who oh, get to yeah. act against each other. We don't get to see Fassbender and um, McKellen eat, meet each other. But still, it's it's... I love that first set of franchises and I was really excited coming off the back of First Class to see them, you know, interact with each other. And it's done perfectly. It gives the best use of kind of Wolverine crowbarring. Yeah. Because there's a lot of other movies where he has to be shoved in that doesn't make sense. It makes a lot of sense in this one. Because, let's be honest, we weren't going to be following Ellen Page and sticking to the book and and doing um, fucking Shadowcat for two hours when Wolverine's there. Um, It's a great mix of... It tells a great um, time travel story. It tells a great... It's a great use of the Sentinels... Um, oh god yeah the Sentinels are so good in this they film. are um, it's got a great ending scene with Magneto ripping a stadium up and dropping oh, it yeah. on top of uh, the president um, <laughs> it's yeah I I adore this movie I really do it, it's uh, it's not perfect none of these movies I would say are really oh it has a really great ending with Beast in it as well it does I fucking love Kelsey Grammer I do I forgot about that yeah the Kelsey Grammer ending exactly yeah. there's like nothing on this on this list is perfect, but there's so many things it does right where it could have gone wrong. That mm. yeah, and I had to put my ex boys on here. Obviously, they had to be on it here on somewhere. But coming right on its tails at number five, it's Spider Man Homecoming. Really, is this your MCU choice? Uh, one of three of them, yeah. Oh, good God. Okay, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Whoops. Yeah, um, Homecoming is great though. I it is now. Um, a repeated viewing the need far from home to decide whether this is going out. But see, this is like the kind of standing for the Spider Man MCU Spider Man franchise. As a whole, um, and you know, it was um, everything you said about it. It's Tom Holland is a fantastic, fantastic choice for Spider Man. It gave us the school age Spider Man we never really got with Toby um, or with Andrew Garfield, to be honest. Um, it's got the Vulture, a fantastic villain. If oh I'm god, a, yeah, uh, that could have been such like a like. No one gives a shit about comics. Vulture, 
he's one of like he's like a B tier Spider Man. Like, yeah. You know he's important and he's been there for ages. But it's the one you fuck uh, off in the early levels of a video game. It's like you get the fucking vulture out of the way. To use a football analogy, he's the Chris Brunt of the situation. Fair enough. Everyone's like, oh, he's a club legend. I'm like, no, he's just been there long. And that means the same thing. <laughs> the same thing with the vulture. But no, they put a different spin on it here that works so much. It plants him straight back into the rest of the MCU. I like how it's kind of a bit of the MCU you hadn't really thought apart of. Like, well, what becomes of the broken hearted? What becomes of like all this alien tech? Is a fucking explanation. Make into a great movie. It doesn't overplay um, Robert Downey Jr.'s part in it, but it's in the same way, it's a perfect use of him in that. It is a, a certainly a, a good recontextualization of what the role New York plays in the MCU. Yeah. Post Avengers. Yeah. I really appreciate what it did there before the MCU now yep. moves on to sort of global and now universal threats. Mm-hmm. At the time, I was a bit wary about it, but I think adding in the kind of spot, smart Spider-Man suit. While it does detract from some of the original stuff we like about Peter Parker, him being an everyman hero, um, it just it means it differentiates him from the other two Spider-Man that have come between him with all the cool gadgets he gets to do. Yep. And it's just, it's hella funny. It's so goddamn funny. Um, Ned Leeds is great. You've got Zendaya playing, um, well, MJ. MJ. Eventually. Everyone in this cast is fantastic, and that's why it's at number five. Good choice. Now, coming in at number four, mm-hmm. I went back and forth on which one was going to be the pick. Uh, but I went with 2016's uh, entry into the Star Wars um, saga. It's Rouge One! Rouge One has jumped Force Awakens! I've thought about this. Rouge One. And I've rewatched them recently. It's how I've tried to trick Rachel into watching it. Yeah. Oh, look! Rouge One! I've heard it's like a really good French melodrama. Let's put that on. It worked only once. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, <laughs> um, I, I I appreciate this movie more and more because the the kind of nagging thing with Force Awakens, which I do love, and on the is on the unamalgamated list for the for the decade. But it's like that nagging. It's just New Hope again. It's just New Hope again. Yeah. It's just New Hope again. There is no Star Wars movie like Rogue One. I not before nor since. No. I appreciate all members of the cast. I appreciate the story it's trying to tell. Of It's like a prequel, but it doesn't like... It's a prequel, but with none of the established characters. Yeah. Which is a hell of a brave choice. It's the nitty-gritty, dirty rebel story yeah. that we never got. Of like just showing... It, it benefits in the absence of Jedis. Yes, it does. Of like, this is, you know, a really gritty, horrible... It's what Star Wars 1313 would have been. And it's what the Mandalorian seems to be continuing in an essence. Exactly. Before the actual Rogue One story... Continues with the Cassian Andor and um, K2SO uh, episode. Which is going to be interesting. Yeah. it's Ben Mendo does a great job as the villain. Was ben, is that the first time we saw Ben Mendo? Uh, he is in The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, I don't care. But that. this is the first Burn major. Burn Gorman was in The Dark Knight Rises. No one gives a shit no, about him. No, exactly. Um, everyone in this cast, um, top to bottom, I really like... Um, oh, what's her name? Pleasure Nurse, so... Uh, from Round Deer Felicity Jones Felicity Jones yes that's it I feel like that's it that's it double check Riz Ahmed's in this um, and uh, Forrest Whitaker doing his best whisper shouting Bogolit I know it's the one like if it's on like Scott Simmons obviously like now coming to it's the one I wanted to watch first of like oh that's just I can dip into this movie and now I'm going to have a good time what's Felicity Jones by the way everything else about Star Wars you know, every, fucking, we know we love Star Wars on this channel. My God, you're wearing Star Wars t-shirt and Star Wars socks. 
Am I, I am. wearing my Star Wars socks today? No, Chris the Clay. Um, <laughs> I'm wearing the uh, Galaxy Edge t-shirt. A place I've not a... been. I'm going there in a week. Yay. I'm going to be there Tuesday. Are you um, going to pay £200 for a lightsaber, Darren? We'll see. Uh, <laughs> We'll see how weak or strong I am. Um, but this, because there's a lot of that goes on with Star Wars, and whenever I watch one Star Wars movie, I just want to watch the rest of them, this is the easiest to dip in and out of. Oh, gotcha. And it's the it's the mainstream Star Wars movie I've seen the most people like. Mm. Like We've been having a discussion in the office the other day, and it goes, oh, Star Wars, it's, uh, it's, all, it's like so many people care about it, but I mentioned, well, there's Rogue One. Oh, I liked Rogue One. Mm. It's it's the mainstreamer's choice because it's the one you can get in and out of in one go. Yeah. And not have to worry about learning about all the other fucking nine movies you got to digest. Yeah. So, and probably my favourite ending of any Star Wars movie. Oh, balls to the wall. Yeah. Fuck it, we'll kill everybody. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Fantastic. And getting a sequel. What's that? You want a, you want a series? Fuck. Oh, <laughs> uh, damn it. I adore that movie. Um, right, we're into the top three. Rouge one. Rouge one. Um... At number three, mm. now, um, it's, now you were a slightly different one from this franchise for a pick on your list. Oh, I know what you've done. Do you think I've gone for The Winter Soldier? Yes. Correct, you are. It's Captain <laughs> America, The Winter Soldier yes. from 2014. I love Civil War. Mm. Don't get me wrong. That is on the unamalgamated list. But Winter Soldier was, was the one that really changed the MCU for me. That was one that felt the most impactful at the time. It was like, fuck, th- things are different now. If you're pointing at the one that gave the MCU longevity, it's this one. Because they experimented with a new genre of superhero movies and mm. making it a spy thriller. And it worked so goddamn well that they're not then afraid to go and try sci-fi and superhero, comedy and superhero, etc., etc. Like, you know, team romance with fucking the Spider-Man movies. They're no longer scared to try something because Winter Soldier, which is probably the least superhero movie of all the superhero movies in the MCU. I think you're right. It's the most straightforward. It doesn't, you know, other than Captain America being super strong, there's not really like any superhero element in this. Falcon flying around is probably the most you get, but there's no like monsters. There's no super strong dude other than Cap and Winter Soldier. If you took their super strength away and just gave, you know, Stan didn't fly around this would just be a normal thriller movie yep and it'd be a hell of a one it's my boy Cap's best movie I think and he's had a lot of good moments but I think this is his best one um, the action scenes even though they're probably one of the most low key ones in the whole of the MCU again because you're not really flying around or anything fantastic or happening the elevator fight is still oh. the fucking best. When we got that tickle of it in Endgame, that was yeah, uh, it's a beautiful thing. It is. You've got the fight at the start on the boat where he fights GSP. He just has a boxing match with him. Just boots the Sparta kicks the dude straight off the boat. Oh yeah. Oh fucking Batrock. Yeah, exactly. GSP. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, the guy George St. Pierre. Yeah. Um, I couldn't remember his name as Baltrock, but I knew him as GSP. Um, <laughs> I just, top to bottom, it's amazing. It's got such good... And it's. It's got a nice chemistry between... I know Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson have been in loads of movies before, so yep. it just works. And they introduced Falcon in a really nice way where he didn't feel like, like you know, just he was crowbar in there, like, you're like oh, he's part of the Captain America yeah. hand we've got to be in there. He's now got on to be... You know, he's getting his own TV series next year off the back of this and many other performances. The Winter Soldier looks fucking cool. Might be the probably the one of the best designs in the MCU. One of the strongest villains. I'd say he's oh, behind yeah. Loki and Thanos in the bronze medal position of MCU villains. Fair I mean, enough. He's not really one anymore. He's, yeah. uh, he's the anti-hero now. 
Um, but yeah, everything about this movie works. Sam Jackson gets a cool fucking action scene. Oh yeah, when um, the car flips. Yeah, the yeah. helicarrier takedown at the end. Oh. Cap loses because he refuses to beat up Bucky. Yeah. I'm with you to the end of the line, pal. Oh, it just oh. fucking hits me there, man. Yeah, man. And don't get me wrong, Civil War has a lot of that going on as well. And I do love that movie, but it, I was going to amalgamate... I can't put Winter Soldier above Civil War. That's fair enough. I love it so, so much. It's... Obviously, I disagree with you, but no, you'll that's find fine. out in my episode why I did. Woo! Now we move on to number two, and another movie that appears on your list. Yes. But mine's slightly higher. From 2010, it's only bloody kick-ass. Wow, it got really high on yours. I love that movie so It's so good. good. I love everything about it. I can still remember this side of Go-Go Power Rangers... It's probably the most hyped... Oh, or um, Cap picking up Mjolnir. If we do an episode about top ten moments of of the decade, that's going to fucking tickle the top spot. But up there, in what would definitely be a top five moment, him uh, um, kick-ass appearing with the jetpack and the Gatling guns (laughs) is up there. Like, oh! (laughs) 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 Now switch to (laughs) Kryptonite! There's, Good job. <laughs> there's not a bad scene in that film. It's 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 oh it's fucking pure. This is this is a Formula One car. Like everything on this is doing its job and doing its job well. Yep. Everything works about it. Literally, there's no way. This is why I think I put it above like like Kingsman is like Matthew. Vaughan, there's some stuff in there that, that don't. Like, the annual joke is like funny, but mm. I know some people don't like that. There is nothing in this movie not to like. Nope. Other than, you know, we hit girls saying the C word. You may disagree with that, but then you get her attacking the the corridor fight in that uh, one. Unbelievably good. Her first fight when you get the banana splits theme tune is incredible. Yeah. Oh, man. Her taking out the video game bit of her taking out the people who've kidnapped Big Daddy. The yeah. slow motion bit with like the, the flashing lights of that bit. Uh, oh, God, there's so much I love about it. Kick-ass and um, Red Mist fight. Where they knock each other in. <laughs> yeah. um, the the bit in the I just like the bits where it's Red Mist and, and uh, Kick Ass in a car. Oh yeah, and they're just rocking it to Nas Barkley. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I, love, I adore this movie so much. I also like the sequel, but that's a discussion for another day. It certainly is. Uh, it is, but I yeah I I could not put this up here because I I keep coming back to it of like God I love that movie. It's so good. I love that movie so much. This was like when. Empire Magazine was the film bible. Yeah. And that was the first five stars I saw them give out. I was yeah. like, fuck, this is going to be a big deal. It is. And it was. It is a very big deal, but unfortunately it's not number one. Now I have to see if I can get this right. Yeah. It's an MCU movie. It is. And it's your favourite MCU movie. It is. Oh my fuck. It's the only one of all of these movies that's also on my top ten favourite movies of all time. Right. It's got to be the original Avengers, right? It is indeed the original Avengers. Yes, got it in one. 2012. Because whilst you could say that less so Age of Ultron, but Infinity War and Endgame did what Avengers did but took it to the next level. Yeah. Avengers, is it's got that special source that the other two have, but because this is first, I think it's what's more fondly remembered by me. Yeah. Of like, oh my God, this can actually work. Because no one thought this was going to work. That was the happiest I can remember being in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing of just, oh my Christ, it's happening in front of my eyes. Yeah. And then the ending where you got that Thanos tease. And I was like, yeah. oh my fuck, they're going to yeah. do this again. Yeah. It's just, oh boy. It had some. You've got to think what world we would live in if this movie didn't work. 
Good God, it'd be a grim world. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, if this movie doesn't work, so much else, like, goes off the rails. This doesn't work. I don't actually know. I don't know if that lines up. I think they had brought Star Wars by this point. I might be getting that wrong. But... Yeah, they had. But... But still, this doesn't go wrong. We start with, well, what they're going to do with Star Wars if they've mopped the Avengers up? Do you remember when we found out they were doing this? What, the Avengers? Yeah, I remember finding out what their road plan was. Iron Man had come out. Yeah. Iron Man 2 was about to be released, and then they released um, logos ah, yeah. for Thor, Cap-1, and this. Yeah. And I think I said to you, they won't get to that film. Yeah, you were you were convinced we would never see the Avengers. Mm. If something would four would fuck up or Cap would fuck up or Hulk wouldn't work or Iron Man Two would be bad, something would derail us or like contract dispute, something boring like that would stop it from happening because you can't just combine four movies into one um, culmination. How little we knew, how naive <laughs> we were in two thousand and twelve. Twenty odd movies later, yeah, still going strong. Biggest, one of the biggest franchises in the world, highest earning movie of all time, etc., etc., etc. It had to be the Avengers at number one because I think it's probably again. I know this sounds a bit wanky. It's probably our Empire Strikes Back. It's got to be right. Of the like movies will go on. I mean, like I said, Endgame and Infinity will have gone on to make more money and and you know just be bigger movies with more cast and work on a bigger scale. Because yeah, the, the time this was an unthinkable scale for a movie. Yeah, you can't have four main characters. That's ridiculous. Yeah, mad bastards. Yeah, who's well, the main one? Yeah, you know it's just it's it's mad. But the fact it works and works so well and gets uh, you know it's funny. All the ca- all the characters you want to meet each other, meet each other. The banter. I will. I mean, Joss Whedon has has gone downhill ever since, and has not. Yeah, this was his apex. It was, but I'll forever be thankful for him for getting the dialogue right because anyone could put together the action scenes with all those toys in the toy box. It's not difficult to put together good action scenes with Thor, Hulk, Iron Man, and Cap, um, Hawkeye, and Black Widow, but. To get the characters, that's what really sells this movie and why it's so special and we've gone on to have all the success, is that the character interactions work. It's believable that these four people from four very different movies can all come together, can all work as a unit, can all have conflict and can all get resolved and everything. The fact it gels so well and still holds up all these years later. Oh, God, it does. The one shot shot of them. Oh, the circle shot. As oh, well. it's beautiful. The, 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 all the banter stuff. The freeway fight they have in the forest. Oh, yeah. Everything about this movie works, and that's why it had to be number one. That makes the most right. sense. Right, I will just give you the unamalgamated list. Okay. Um, which would be Avengers is still number one. Right. Followed by Avengers Infinity War, which is followed by Avengers, Avengers Endgame. Endgame. <laughs> uh, Kick-Ass would come in at number four. Then it's Cap the Winter Soldier, um, Cap Civil War would follow that. Uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, Spider-Man Homecoming, Days of Future Past, and Force Awakens sneaking in at number 10. Fair enough. Um, and yeah, like I said, Avengers is the only one that sits on my top 10 favourite movies of all time. It had to. It's just too good not to. Yeah, the original um, Avengers does sit on my top 10 of all time, but I wanted variety in my list. But you'll yeah. find out all about that in my episode. That's that's some good choices, Darren. Thank some you. Some surprising choices. I was not ready for for Jackass at number 10. <laughs> Uh, and you want to watch it now, don't you, though? Yeah. And then Kingsman was up there, and you mm. reminded me of Dread, which I was really annoyed about. And Four Lions, fucking phenomenal I love choice. Four Lions so much. These new films out, and I completely missed it at the cinemas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Morris had a film out. Yeah, he did. Yeah, The Day Shall Come. And I had Anna Kendrick in it. 
And, um, and we completely sidestepped it. Well, it was on for three days, and all three days I was at work, so I couldn't fucking see it. They had it on at stupid times, like three in the afternoon. It's a Netflix special. It's going to be. Don't worry about it. Great. Right, that was my dip into nepotism. Um, <laughs> and thank you for be, letting me be vainglorious. Um, but, uh, yeah, as Mike said, he recorded a very similar list of his top ten favourite movies of the 2010s. You might hear some repeats, but that's all fine. It is. Uh, you will either hear that next week, or you've already heard it last week. Who knows? Depends on when Mago wants to release these. Um, but either way, when you hear this, hopefully I'll soon be back in the country, and we will be playing uh, a lot of games and watching a lot of movies. Yeah, Pokemon Sword and Shield review will be either the next episode after this, or two episodes away from this. Uh, we've got Jedi Fallen Order coming, yeah. Rise of Skywalker's coming. There's going to be, we'll, we'll do some end of year game stuff, and hopefully we get to talk about like Luigi's Mansion and Marvel Autumn Alliance and a bunch of other games that we've not had full episodes on. Mm-hmm. A lot of movies still to come. Uh, like you said, I know The King's Man is coming out in January, yeah. but uh, I, I think people are excited about Noel. There's the Disney Plus launch, which we'll need to talk about as well. That's well, we can't on. join in on that. Sure. Oh, fucking hell. Mm. Uh, but... The Mandalorian will be out there in the wild, so it that's will, part of the conversation. Mrs. Yeah. Maisel season three's coming down. I am more pumped I, for that than you'd think. Yeah, I'm all in for that. Um, it before, comes out shortly before I start my Christmas break yeah. from work. Guess who I'm spending Christmas there this year? There we go. We've still got... I mean, are you watching His Dark Materials? I missed the first episode, but I will watch it. We postponed watching it because we did. Rachel loves those books. She those books are great. She doesn't want a break of like three weeks before she sees like the rest of them. Yeah. Um, we've got a War of the Worlds coming. Excuse the fuck out of me. What? They're doing War of the Worlds on BBC One. The musical? I don't know if it's a musical. I think oh. it's. I think it's. But it's not Tom Cruise modern. It's Victorian War of the Worlds. Oh fuck yeah! With um oh what's his name? He was the. Bad guy in Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom, the English dude. Oh, fuck. He's in Hot Fuzz. He's one of the Andes. Oh, fuck. Oh, but he's not. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Are we going to have to look this up? Oh, man. This is a great way to end your Son episode, of a bitch, isn't it? Sorry. Well, yeah, all of that's to come whilst we both frantically um, look up. <laughs> Let's do some plugs guy. whilst we're doing that. Uh, uh, you can go and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ThatMikeOwen. And you can go and follow Darren on Twitter and Instagram at, at TheGutridge. You can go and follow the site on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at, at FowleyNT. That's F-O-U-L-E-N-T. You can also go and find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud under the username... Foul Entertainment or Foul Entertainment Podcasts. And that just about wraps everything up. Rafe Spall, is it? It's Rafe Spall. There we go. There we go. Yeah, he's going to be in a Christmassy-timed War of the Worlds film. That sounds interesting. And it looks like they've got the tripod design, like, as it should be. We all all know the best version of that is the musical version. Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds is one of the best albums ever made. I'll hear no discussion. That's fine. And, of course... (laughs) Gavin and Stacey. Oh, God. I like Gavin and Stacey. It's going to be good. You've got all that to look forward to in the coming months within the year, like I said, as we will do our traditional wrap-up podcast as well. But that'll do it for now. Thank you very much for listening to this special part one slash part two of a two-part series. And we hope to see you after Sword and Shield is out. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.